Welcome to the Guiding Compass podcast. My name is Sandra Kushner, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I started the Guiding Compass podcast to be a place for people to learn more about mental health and well-being. Today, we have Jude Weber as my guest, and we will be talking about spirituality and the impact that it has on our overall well-being. I personally went through my own spiritual transformation this past summer, and I feel like this topic is super relevant because I, um, you know, have seen profound changes in my own life after kind of finding, you know, my own connection to the universe and surrendering control and trusting that life has its own way of working itself out. And ever since I went through this transformation, I have just seen my life completely transform, my relationships completely transform, and my confidence in myself really change. And I used to be the kind of person that really um, wanted a lot of control over things and had a plan and a destination where I saw myself going. And because of some personal things that happened this year, I realized that life has its own plan for you. And sometimes it's not at all what you think it looks like or what you think it should be. And it might be difficult, but it's taking you to a place that's much greater than anything that you may have ever expected. So I am so excited to have Jude on today and um, to be able to talk to her about this because of everything that I've gone through this summer and really connecting with my own sense of spirituality and purpose and understanding my deepest values and how I can incorporate that into my life a little bit more. So I'm going to give Jude a moment to introduce herself. Um, She is an amazing woman, and I'm so thankful to have met her, and we grabbed lunch a few times. So I'm excited that she's here today, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. So, Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about you. So I, um, I have a master's in spiritual psychology and consciousness, health, and healing. I got it from the University of Santa Monica, and I'm also a certified life coach. Um, I've been practicing a particular sect of Buddhism for 24 years, Um, and throughout my journey, which has been a rugged one, I've really incorporated, for me, you know, what spirituality is, it's like a sense of being. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm really excited to have this dialogue with you, because I know that spirituality can mean so many different things to different people, and none of them are right or wrong. You know, it's just, it just is. And um, it's just great to be able to uh, raise awareness about what what can be and how people can live, you know, in a, in a particular way of life if that's what they choose. I think it's such an important topic because I am very passionate about Brene Brown and some of her quotes on vulnerability. And she always talks about how we are the most connected society but we're also the most disconnected. And I feel like spirituality is something that, you know, many people can use to find connection again. And that's something that's really lagging in our world. We have social media, we have um, all these ways of connecting, but yet so many people come into my office and I'm sure come into your office and they just feel so alone. They feel so disconnected. And I think spirituality is really the buffer to that you know, like giving you a sense of connection and purpose and whether that's to other people or your own, you know, mission in this life or what your values are or your family, like spirituality really encompasses that, at least for me. Yeah, I know. I I absolutely agree. And I know for me what through my own process um, 
And just like you were saying, especially right now in the world, I think that more than ever, because of the state of, of mental health and everybody and the angst of the world, you know, today that people are seeking more than ever to find some kind of groundedness and connection to themselves and to, um, to each other so that, because there's such a sense of isolation and feeling alone and feeling different and, um, you know, and I think that it's starting younger and younger and younger that people are starting to feel that way. Definitely. Definitely. So my question for you, what is your own personal definition of spirituality? And what would you say like has come up for you in the work that you do with clients and people kind of defining spirituality for themselves? Because I know when we hear that word, we think, you know, it's religion, like, or it's um, an organized religion, or it's Buddhism, it's being Catholic, being Jewish. But Spirituality is so much more than that, um, at least in my experience. I grew up being, um, I'm Jewish by culture, I would say, but we weren't raised religiously. And for me, this journey of connecting with my sense of spirituality has been much more about my purpose in life and the people that are supposed to be in my life and um, kind of surrendering control um, and trusting that the universe has a greater plan for me. Um, and trusting that, you know, that some things in life aren't certain and that's okay. So what is your definition of spirituality and what are some definitions that you've seen come up in the work that you do? Um, I know for me, you know, I'll speak about myself first and then about my client, you know, my coaching clients. But for me, spirituality isn't necessarily like a thing, you know, it's, it's who I am and it's continuously expanding and growing and growing. I mean, I practice Buddhism, I'm in 12 step program, I'm in shamanic communities, you know, I, I really have honed and incorporated my own sense of what that is for me. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, for me personally, a lot of it is based on, um, you know, purpose, my values, and what's important to me. And I get that a lot through connecting in community with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, you know, for me, it's just such a, it really is who I am. Just like I say, you know, when people talk about being creative, for me, creativity is just part of who I am. You know, it's the way I speak, the way I carry myself, it's what I do, it's how I visualize things, it's how I solve problems, you know, and it's exactly the same way with my spirituality. I, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that I have a spiritual sense of solving things because of how I look at the world and how I look at circumstances, you know, and, and all of that has come through all of these, you know, daily practices that I've really worked hard at, you know, training myself in a sense. It's not necessarily a training, but it's like building a muscle, you know, and you do it day after day, year after year, you know, moment to moment through different challenges and, you know, circumstances. And it's really given me a very deep sense of wisdom, Mm -hmm. which I think has helped me make choices, has helped me choose, you know, in whatever I'm doing. And this is, I know we'll get into more about the values, but the choices I make, is it taking me farther away from who I am and who I want to, you know, be, or is it, or is it moving me closer to that, you know? So that's where I think a spiritual foundation has been 
exceptionally profound in my life. Definitely. And I, in my own work, um, you know, counseling and doing therapy with clients, I've just had so many, especially young adults come in and they are so lost and very disconnected from their deepest sense of who they are and their values and morals. And they've kind of just done what they thought society expected of them or their parents expected of them. And there's really a lack of like self-awareness of what are my values? What kind of person do I want to be? What is my mission on this earth? And what is my purpose? And that's something that I really have started to incorporate more into my work as well as a therapist is helping people really connect to that sense of self. And I think by having like a really rich spiritual life, it helps you connect to a higher sense of self and really allows you to live in a way that's more authentic to those values, which makes you feel good about yourself. It breeds self-esteem because you learn if I have these values and I have these morals and I know how I'm going to react no matter what the situation is because that's the kind of person that I want to be, it kind of gives you a compass through life, you know? You always know how you're going to handle situations because you're being authentic to yourself. Yeah, and I think, you know, in that, in what you just shared, you know, there's room for not necessarily always knowing, you know, how we're going to wreck, but, but being able to choose, yes. you know, being able to take that pause. Cause sometimes I have a default reaction based on a very old pattern of mind, you know, and I'll have to really take that moment if, you know, I can catch it, you know, and then choose how I want to respond to something. And I think that's all just also part of the journey of, um, you know, growing up and maturing and, you know, going through life is, is I, I believe, you know, life is just a series of choices and we always have that, we always have that choice. And it's so easy. I hear people say it all the time that like, well, I didn't have a choice, you know, and, and the reality is we always have a choice, mm -hmm. you know, and it's you, what you brought up. I think it's a lot about there's so much distraction in the world today more than ever. And it's, it takes us away, farther away from really being in that knowing of our sense of self because we're constantly being bombarded. So we're constantly, you know, reacting to things every moment of every day. And it's hard. It, it, it takes a actual practice to get yourself back to center, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not even daily. It's sometimes breath by breath, Definitely. you know, moment and, by moment. Yeah. You know, and so I think that, you know, it's, it's it, a lot of people who I come in contact with, even through, whether it's through my coaching or wherever I meet them, you know, it's like they, they, they really are seeking a way to find their own groundedness, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think what's so amazing is that there's so many different things today that people can choose from, you know, to create that way of life for themselves. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that you really had to work on this and incorporate it into your life. And it's been a practice for you that you've had to develop over time. And I was wondering if you could share like some of the small things that you do every day to kind of, I guess, work out that muscle. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, and it's still challenging because you know, I shouldn't even say that. But again, that's a habit. Oh, it's challenging. You know, it, but it does take a daily presence, you know, to get up in the morning and choose how I want to begin my day. And 
I was, I was coached through a very, very amazing person who really taught me about having these practices every day. And so for me, um, I chant every morning. I get up really early. I chant. I like to chant an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you were talking about, I don't know whether it was earlier in this conversation, just about surrendering, you know, and I get on my knees, you know, I really humble myself and I, I ask for guidance you know, my, my practice on a daily basis is always guided by how can I be of service? How can I create the most value with what I have and with what's in front of me and not being attached to what it's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. So I put, you know, there's a saying like high involvement, low attachment. I put a lot of energy into offering my gifts and my talents and my services, and then I let go to how it's going to show up. And I really, really live my life in a way that I'm open to serving, you know, and it's, it is such a freedom. It really is a freedom. And, and it, it usually, or most of the time comes out to be exactly what it, what my life needs, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to, to live fully engaged, to really play my music, you know, and what that is for myself inside. Yeah. That's so rewarding when you're living in a way that is so true to your, you know, your sense of worth, not worthiness, but I would say your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you've really been able to channel that and incorporate that into not only your work, but it sounds like your outside relationships, your everyday life from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. And it's really living in such a more mindful and aware way, you know, and doing things with intention rather than just going through the motions. And I think in this world, it's so easy to go through the motions. It's so easy to wake up, go to Starbucks, drive your car to work, sit and stare at your computer and just live, you know, mindlessly. And what I'm hearing is like you really slowed it down and make an effort every day to be mindful in how you show up to work and how you show up to everything that you do. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for acknowledging that. And I really, you know, my journey has been a really intense one. I had an eating disorder for decades, and Mm -hmm. I went through a tremendous amount of um, medical complications as a result. And I'm beyond grateful that I'm even alive and here. And, you know, and what you just said brought up for me, you know, when I was really sick, I made this vow And that vow was that I would use my life, you know, if I lived and trusting that I would live, my life would be devoted to helping other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important part. Not that we need to give up the things that we want at all, you know, because I think it's important to have desires and goals and to know why I want those things. But it is, for me, I think important to live a life of not only making it about me and, and my wants, yeah. you know, and I think that's been the biggest source of so many benefits that I get that are beyond what I could ever, you know, think of. And it's not a bartering. I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to do this because I know this is what I'll get back. It's like genuine, I'm here to help other people. Yeah. yeah. You just know there's something in your intuition that was like, that is the meaning of my life that I want to have is yeah. to serve others. And especially what I went through. Like I knew, and I think that most people, and most people that I know, it's, it's whatever challenges they've gone through, it ends up like shaping their path to something that they are then going to 
use as their mission. Yes. I mean, countless definitely. people I know. I mean, even for me, like this summer, you know, was one of, it was the hardest summer of my life. And I am just seeing the effects of that now, that it put me onto the path of doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And it took out the people that were not supposed to be in my life and brought in people that are. And it's been such an eye-opening process. Like, when you go through really difficult shit, like, that's really, it's really the time to transform. It's really the time to take a look at your purpose and to surrender and to try to understand what the suffering is all about. Like, there's always a purpose, I think, behind suffering. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you a question on that? Yes. So... You know, I, what you just said reminds me of, uh, this has been my, my mantra of late, you know, that is that everything that happens in my life happens for me, not to me, because mm -hmm. it's really, I genuinely believe it's happening for me to expand and to grow. And it makes going through things so much more graceful. So I know you shared about your summer. Can you share with you based on your experience, what, what have you you know, what, how do you now define spirituality for yourself? So for me, I think it comes back to similar to what you're saying, understanding my deepest values and what I thought were my values or what I was pretending were my values in order to please other people or in order to project to the world something that maybe wasn't to look like I had my life together. And maybe that's not what I actually needed to be happy and for me now, I, I recognized I wasn't working in the right, I guess, not in, not in the right field, but I wasn't working with the population that I feel that I'm supposed to work with. I wasn't reaching my fullest potential as a therapist. And I recognized I, I need to make a shift career-wise and, you know, work with young adults going through addiction. That's really what I feel my purpose is and what I'm best at doing and um, where I can make the biggest impact. Um, it was also a lot of um, clarity of, I guess, understanding soulmates. And to me, I recognize now that soulmates, that's been part of my biggest spiritual awakening, is soulmates to me are not just like romantic partners that come into your life. They are friends. They are family members. They are people that are put there when you meet them. For some reason, they make an impact on you, and it's almost instant. And you know that that person, for whatever reason, is supposed to be in your life at that time. And they're bringing a lesson to you. And that lesson might be extremely painful. And it might tear you down. But the universe put them there at that time, in that particular moment, for a reason. And for me, I feel like my greatest transformations and spiritual awakenings have come through relationships and endings of relationships, beginnings of new relationships, and really realizations of what I need out of other people in order to feel that I am being the best version of myself. So for me, and I've always known like deep down that I am a very sensitive person and I am an empath and I have a lot of love to give when I love someone. Um, and that was really being held back for a long time because I wasn't in a place where I was allowing myself to surrender. And I was with someone who was my soulmate, but they were a soulmate to teach me to love and let go. And I was holding on. I was fighting that letting go. And when I finally wasn't able to fight and I was able to let go, 
I came, I think, to my greatest. I came to my knees and I humbled myself. And I also came to my greatest sense of self that I've ever felt. And I think that's what has made me just like feel so much more confident about myself. And it also showed me which friends matter, which friends don't matter, who's going to stick around through the hard times, who's going to judge you when you're in pain and you've maybe made some mistakes. And yeah, that's what I really hope to help my clients recognize too, is the value of those relationships and soulmates. That is so amazing. Thank I'm, you. I'm really happy for you. Thank and I you. can see it in your face as you're talking about it, that, that deep lesson. And it yeah. is such a gift when we, you know, we were talking a little earlier, you know, in hindsight, when you can see the journey and from a different perspective, you know, and you see the timing of everything and why it had to happen. And, you know, the, the, you know, it's like people always say, and I feel this for sure, like everything in my life happened to bring me to this moment right now, you know, and I think that that's, that too is just a part of a really beautiful perspective, you know, to see things through because then every, again, it goes back to everything's happening for us. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned in there about values, you know, and about, you know, knowing, you know, on your path and through this experience that you've had, um, you know, who to let go of and who to invite in and, you know, making those kinds of choices. So how, maybe could you just give an example of some values? Because I'd love to talk about why values are so important mm-hmm. in in our lives. Yeah, so I actually, um, before this, all of this happened this summer, I read the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And, you know, I didn't take everything from that book, but one thing I did take was the personal mission statement which is basically like a mission statement to yourself. And it asks you to really dig into what are your values and how are you going to live in a way that's true to those values. Um, and, you know, as I, as I did that, I really recognized, like, I want to be same as you, like someone that helps people reach their highest potential. Like, I was placed on this earth, and I firmly believe this, to be a guide for others. And like I said, I have a lot of empathy and a lot of love. And I wasn't able to fully channel those things when I wasn't living in a way that was being authentic. Mm-hmm. And as I've reconnected with those parts of myself, I just feel I'm seeing that transformation. And for me now, I think authenticity has been the biggest value that I'm trying to incorporate into all aspects of my life is to stop pretending, stop trying to people please stop trying to be somebody that I'm not because the people that love me are going to be there no matter what. They're not going to judge me and everyone else doesn't matter. They're not meant to be there then. Um, And also to be of service, to be open, you know, to new people, new cultures, to always seek to understand and be curious um, and to continue to grow. Because I thought I knew everything, and then I knew nothing. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm so wise, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, life happens, and you get, you get humble when things hit the fan. And now I know, moving forward, no one really knows. We're all just trying to figure it out. And I have a lot more compassion for people and mistakes that people make. And I think it's just made me a much more open person 
as far as like not judging people. And I wasn't that judgmental in the first place, but now that we really can't judge anyone for anything because we don't know what that person's going through yeah. or why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, if more people really own that one, you know, and I love what you were sharing, um, you know, about the values and especially about the authenticity, which is one of my biggest ones because, you know, I too, I found that I had so much uh, fear around being authentic because of how I grew up and the, and the false sense of safeties and securities that I built around myself, you know, that the fear of if I really showed my authentic self, you know, I would just be completely shamed and rejected. And, you know, the more, you know, I am authentic in my life, even when it's scary and even when I think that I know how the world or someone's going to respond to me and I just show up anyway with my authentic self, inevitably it just, I always say like authenticity invites authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're authentic, it gives people permission to surrender and to just really show up in their truth. And I've watched this happen and it is such a profound, you know, witnessing yeah. of the more I'm authentic, it's completely opposite than I think that it's going to be, yeah. you know, the response. And so, um, and it's also when I, when you were speaking about it, I, you know, so understand that, that part of just the people pleasing and the fear and you know, it's just, it's such a, it's walking through the world so much lighter, you know, like carrying all this weight of protection and fear and, you know, like, like, like blocked energy of not being able to just be exactly who you are. And it, it's, it really is a freedom. It is. And it really shows you that people accept you, you know, for all the things you think you're unloved for. And the, those people will still love you. And, they'll probably love you even more. I had a few coworkers say to me after this summer, Sandra, your energy has transformed in the last few months. And I was not in a good place, but they felt it. And I was like, in what way? And they were like, you just were always so anxious. You always felt like you were putting on this like facade and it's just like melted away. And you're emerging into this really beautiful person and you're making mistakes and that's okay. And that, would, to me, was the most beautiful thing to hear because I was always so afraid of that. And I kind of want to use that as, like, you know, a leeway to talk about how have you, you, you know, how have you incorporated spirituality in the work that you've done with your clients? How have you helped people kind of connect more with this aspect of themselves? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question. I mean, a lot of it is what we're talking about, the authenticity, because I'm pretty, you know, the beauty of coaching as opposed to therapy, you know, I can disclose mm -hmm. things about myself. I mean, I'm discerning, you know, I don't sit and, you know, but when I think that will it will bring some kind of, um, you know, hope or uh, inspiration or encouragement, I'll share my story because I think so often for me and my clients and, and, you know, aside from my coaching, I'm also a recovery advocate for a treatment center. And I speak a lot to high schools and colleges and, and even clinicians, you know, just about, um, eating disorders and, and, you know, chemical dependency and mental health. And it, it really invites people to be vulnerable 
And I think that that sets the tone and creates a really safe place for my clients to open up to. You know, I can't even tell you how many clinicians even that I've met with, no intention of speaking about myself, just speaking about, you know, the advocacy and what I do and, you know, raising awareness and educating. And they're always so blown away, you know, and want me to come and like share my experience with someone, you know, and I, it's, it's a gift, you know, I'm, I feel so, so blessed. And with my clients, I, you know, aside from that, I really try to support them in finding that navigation system for them, you know, values, you know, when I listen to them and then helping them hone what their value are. Some of them don't even understand what that means. Like, what do you, you know, what's a value? And, um, and also just to invite them to consider the possibility of finding some kind of a spiritual foundation and to explore. You know, we might think it's one thing, but it's, you know, we, we dabble in that and then we find, no, that doesn't really resonate, so we try this because I think that it's one meant to be explored, you know, because it's something that's so deep inside of us. It's and so personal. It's you know, so Everyone's personal. spiritual journey or spiritual awakening is so unique to them and their, their soul. Yeah, absolutely. Opinion. And as we were talking about, you know, it expands. It's, it could be flexible. It doesn't mean that it's fixed, you know. Like, I grew up Jewish and never really practiced Judaism, but you know, then started practicing Buddhism and then I incorporated other practices, you know, that just felt like the teachings and the philosophies, because I really think of these all as philosophies for me. They're not necessarily a religion, mm -hmm. even my Buddhist practice, but all of these things that resonate with me start to become, like start to get adopted into how I walk through life. You know, and so I like to be able to give that opportunity um, to my clients so that I, you know, for me, my recovery, without a doubt, is navigated through these practices that I do, the philosophies that I believe in. And, you know, it's always for me, the bottom line is always about, is this adding to my ability to become like a better human being, mm -hmm. you know, to really live from a place of, you know, my care for humanity. Yeah. Have you found that that really applies to the people you work with as well, like your clients? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them might not be at the place that they are, you know, this has taken years and years and years, yeah. you know, to come to, but they're really open to finding something that will help them navigate through life, you know, and, and even if it's, you know, like some of, a few of my clients, you know, are really struggle with family issues about, you know, how hard it is to find that sense of self when the family dynamic has been so intense and really like a lot of it is like, they feel like their wings are clipped and, and they want to go out in the world and do a lot of things, but they're so, um, you know, this underlying commitment to their family values. And it's really helping them try to find their own value system, like individuating and separating, you know, from what their family may believe, but at the same time respecting that they're in this family dynamic, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a process, yeah. you know. And I really like to meet them where they're at and, you know, give everyone the dignity of their own process and help them along the way continue to see 
and to not just see, but to feel what it might feel like for them to live in a way that's true for them. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I think kind of not only the family, but earlier we were talking about materialism and, you know, our culture and how how does spirituality fit into that? You know, like it is a very materialistic, image-based, competitive world that we live in where you kind of do have to just go through the motions and people that make really, you know, unethical business decisions sometimes are the ones on top. So how do you feel like, I guess, modern spiritual world? How can you define that? Like materialism, our culture um, of being competitive with each other. Um, how do you... Yeah, I know. This is, this is a really big question because there's so many different... I imagine there's so many different points of views. You know, one, in terms of the competitive, competitive, you know, competitiveness, you know, I really like to think of it as it's not about comparing myself to someone else, but comparing myself to myself where I was yesterday to where I am today, mm. you know, and am I expanding even 1% today? And it's, and again, you know, that's a definite building of a muscle because we come from not only, you know, competition, but perfectionism and the media and especially the work that I do around eating disorders and body image. And it's really, really ingrained in our society, you know, how we're supposed to be or look or act or say, or, you know, and it's, um, you know, it's, again, for me, that's where a practice comes into, you know, comes into play. And, you know, I, in the Buddhism that I practice, which is interesting, it's okay to want material things. I think we live in a material world and that's the way we, you know, we, that's our, um, what's the word? Um, that's our currency, you know, mm -hmm. is like things. And, and with that, I think that it's important to note why I want those things. You know, I think that the reason behind the desire has a lot to do with um, my relationship to materialism. Mm -hmm. Like I could want, we were talking about earlier, like I could want a car, you know, a brand new car or want a boyfriend or, you know, whatever it is, but is it only for me or is it for the sake of creating value on a greater level? Yeah. Um, you know, like experiencing love so that I can inspire other people that they can have love or to have a car that so I can be of service and drive around and go, you know, create value in more, you know, communities. So I think, I think, you know, that's what I believe. I don't think it's wrong to want materialism. And I think that it's a big conflict for people. I know in coaching, I've seen it myself, I've experienced it myself that, you know, spirituality and money don't go together. You know, how could I be spiritual, but I want to make, you know, money? You know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. Again, it's our currency, it's how we live, but it's, 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 the, it's the reasons behind those things. Um, the meaning behind your success. And whether or not, I think, too, if you let that change you. Because I think if you really are connected with your higher self and your purpose, no matter how much success or money you, you come to in your life, those won't change. You know, who you are at the core shouldn't change. And that is something I think that's really important to yeah. remember, that Thank staying you. consistent with yourself, you know, yeah. and whether you have no money in your bank account or you're a multimillionaire overnight, like it doesn't matter. 
it matters the kind of person you're showing up as every single day and what you're bringing to others and to relationships to this world. And if you feel fulfilled in that aspect, that's something money cannot ever buy. You know, I've worked with some of the most wealthy clients, a, a treatment center that costs like over a hundred grand a month to stay at, and they reached material success, but they were lacking that. They were lacking a connection to their higher purpose, and they were some of the most miserable people that I had worked with, you know, and that I think is so, so important, and many people forget to work on that aspect of their lives just as much as they work on the success aspect. Yeah, that, I mean, you just were so articulate in sharing that. That is so absolutely true. And, um, yeah, again, it's, you know, I think it comes full circle back to, like, having something, some kind of practice to anchor into our values and that whether it's money or fame or, you know, fortune doesn't, don't, doesn't sway us from who we know that we are, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and those are the values that we live by. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we have a few minutes. Um, I always ask all of my speakers what they would um, suggest for listeners. How can um, people listening today to this podcast, how can they incorporate more spiritual practices into their everyday life or start, you know, bit by bit, just kind of trying to connect to that sense of their life? Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say, you know, just to explore, you know, like, you know, really be open, stay open, because it's so easy to judge something just for maybe what other people say or other experiences that other people may have had. And we all of a sudden adopt them as our own, you know, as our own um, experience. And just to, to, to discover, to talk to people, you know, to see what works for them, to check out YouTube, you know, to just see what is out there and to start to explore what that is and to really, you know, all of this that we're talking about, for me, it's not a thought process, but it's more of like an experiencing, you know, so like going to something and just kind of checking in with the body, you know, like does this resonate? And I think that basically we know, you know, or, or at least there's room to pay attention to whatever experience that we're in. Does this make me expand or contract inside? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's a good guideline to see what might resonate with someone or not. Um, so trusting so their instinct, their body, their intuition, channeling more attention into those things. Yeah. I always sure. say, like, my gut always knew, but I chose to ignore it. There's nothing more powerful than our bodies and our yeah. intuition. And so many people go through life avoiding that or just being completely unaware of it. So Absolutely. I mean, the bot for me, just because I had been through so much, like, medical challenges, it's like I always say the body is the truth teller. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's having the courage to listen to what it is that our body's telling us or that our thoughts might be telling us, you know, and just... Um, you know, using that as a guideline. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Okay, so um, how can our listeners get a hold of you or contact you if they have any questions or they want to set up a coaching session with you? Sure. I know that on, on the podcast will be all my, you know, LinkedIn account and website yeah. and all that, but my email address is um, restorativecoaching, 
So R-E-S-T-O-R-A-T-I-V-E coaching at gmail.com. Okay, great. And I will link that below and also include a bio um, where you guys can read a little bit more about Jude and also access her LinkedIn account. And I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the Guiding Compass podcast. I know I haven't recorded an episode in a few months, um, and I am going to be back on track trying to get one out for you guys as often as possible. Um, If you want to be a featured guest, you can email me at sandramytherapist at gmail.com or go to my website, www.meridian-counseling.com. And as I always say, remember to follow your compass. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great day. Bye.